1: And talk well, about.
2: Listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the beat of madness. Yeah.
3: Now I'm just going to kick it off. Did I hit that early because I thought you were going to say something bad about me, Steph? Yes. Conspiracy theory or not? I'll leave that for the listeners to decide.
4: We have great conspir- conspiracy theory conversations, Sam and I. We agree on some, we vehemently disagree on the Moon one, uh, but we should, do that. we should do a non-sport conspiracy theory. But let's go. Mikey in Christchurch, your conspiracy theory. This will be good.
0: <laughs> well, I was actually touching on a theme that was touched on yesterday and you've kind of brought it up to Smithy. but I, I, I mentioned this last year, slightly tongue-in-cheek, but slightly not, that Bowden Barrett's ran the All Blacks. He was in charge. He was the man in charge. So you remember when he came back from overseas from his overseas stint? Yeah. And he publicly came out and said, I want to be the first five without any, any um, New Zealand rugby under his belt. Lo and behold, Richie, I think, had a baby in his first five, and Richie couldn't get back in there for a while. Um, Fozzie comes out later on and says, I don't think uh, Bodie's brother should be a second five. And Bodie goes, no, no, he should be a second five. Next test, he's a second five. He's done well too, I'll just say that. Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> And there was, there was a lot of things that Bodie was out in the meeting and i say, is Bodie running the All Blacks or is it, <laughs> it Fozzie? Oh,
4: so, th- this has got yes. legs, Mikey. This has got legs. It has got
0: legs. Right? It's got legs. And here's the so here's next tip. Now that Bodie's probably not playing to his, what he would consider his best, and Fozzie just has free licence, maybe Fozzie will actually take control of the All Blacks and maybe the All Blacks will play well this year.
3: Geez, I rate that from you, Mikey. How big's the uh, the pin board in your uh, basement there, Mikey, with the threads (laughs) of string and the pins?
0: Oh, you know the funny thing, Sam? I do have a basement.
4: (laughs) (laughs) With a combination lock.
0: (laughs) Just another little conspiracy theory, but that's more to do my work. So I'm gardening outdoors, right? And Mm. as I've been talking to you, I've been furiously trying to find my secateurs, which are green. Who makes green secateurs, for God's sake? So you you lose them and you
4: have to buy some more.
0: Go buy a new one. So there you go. They do that on purpose too. Mm. So anyway, I'll leave you with that thought.
4: Magnificent start. Bowden Barrett runs the All Blacks. I love it, Mikey. Thank you, buddy. That's an absolute ripper. Let's go to Graham. G'day, Graham. Come here, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Master. Do you listen to us on the radio or through the app, Graham? Because you travel a lot.
5: Um, just depends on the coverage. Uh, listening to uh, Vodafone or um, now 1 are going to have 100% coverage because I usually l- lose you on the Room Tucker Hill. So that's when I um, click into the app because 7.11am has got terrible coverage in Wellington. It's terrible to listen to. I wish you guys had FM channels all over the country, to be honest. But, um, yeah, AM radio is still hard um, hard to listen to. But I, I sometimes listen to the app when the, when the radio goes bad or I'm going up the Room Tucker Hill. Right. Um, but other than that, I generally listen um, ninety one point one wherever FM.
4: Beautiful, beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. What's your mm-hmm. conspiracy?
5: A conspiracy or controversies? Um, yep. The nineteen eighty one Underarm incident.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Tra-
5: Was, good old Trevor Chapel.
4: Wasn't. Nobody flash.
5: love to hate. Nah. But um, the old fine cotton, fine cotton horse. Bring oh,
4: yes. it. Yes. Yes.
5: Yes. Oh, yes was was the, the ring horse
4: hey Naitana, um, hey, was it
5: yeah yep, it's one yeah um, but I think most of the controversies and all that will be around doping and um Sharapova one was always a bit of a puzzler for me because she uh, she absolutely swore and declared that she wasn't doing anything wrong but uh, proven otherwise i suppose um and just controversy um, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm going say it Steph. Uh, Steph um mr pa- I'll, I'll call him pamphlet. P. Anflet with nine minutes of going nine minutes and um, into extra time in the Renfilly Shield challenge or now it's in
4: of North- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Bill Adlem. Was no, 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 it Bill Adlam Yeah, Bill Adlam I'll never forget. I'll never
5: forget. I that. It was, no, I know, I know. Nine Bloomin' minutes I think it was, mate, it was extra time, mate. Come on.
4: Yeah. Oh okay, thanks for reminding me. Jeez, I was up and about. Now you've flattened me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good, well, good Graham.
5: The weather's good. the weather's good,
4: so chin up Yeah, that's it, that's it Good on you, buddy
5: Okay, see ya.
4: Cheers, mate uh, Murray from Christchurch G'day, Murray
6: How are you, Stephanie? Very well, sir hey, Are you XTAB? Yes Oh, well, here's an on-the-fly uh, On-the-fly conspiracy You're actually still working undercover for them <laughs> gauging gauging the mood of the sports fan <laughs> to affect you know, to affect the uh, the GAB but that, don't that, mind this one
3: call. have you
4: blown my cover Murray
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> isn't it is you know one, Murray
3: cause uh, Murray isn't it funny how sometimes staff says something on air and you go on the TAB website and all of a sudden it's changed and um exactly. you know you, not many people have that sort of influence
6: <laughs> um My real one's an old one, a lot of people won't remember this, but when we qualified for the World Cup in 82, Mm. uh, the All-Whites, Richard Wilson was our goalkeeper and quite outstanding.
4: Yes, he was. And we
6: got to, yeah, we went through all those qualifiers, uh, the playoffs, we got to Spain, and he didn't get a game, not even the last one, they played Frank Van Hassen. And the call always was that, I think the official call was that Frank looked fresher in training. <laughs> uh, and I never really—I was a young guy. I didn't really understand that. But I did have an occasion a few years ago to speak with somebody. I don't want to say who it was. Very, very close or associated with the team, and they thought money changed hands.
2: Wow!
6: For Frank Van Hattem to play, they were adamant that money had changed hands. They didn't say it. They didn't say it, they, they thought that's what—that's that, what actually happened.
4: And didn't but he? Didn't he end games. up um, quite high up in New Zealand football, Frank Van
1: Hattem, or?
6: Yeah, apparently, apparently, apparently a very good guy, yeah, yeah, he did, he he went on to higher things, I think, but I always, um, I asked this person directly what had happened, and we um, did a little bit of prodding, they said, well, this is what I think happened, and it It was somebody really closely associated with the team, and I thought, oh, it, it it did, it was strange that he didn't get one game, that he didn't get Richard Wilson a game at all, I never
5: really understood that.
4: Mm, yeah, I never, I I was a youngster as well, and um, I'd become a bit of a fan of uh, Richard Wilson, the, the the keeper, and then didn't play a in the World Cup. It didn't stack up to me. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, the Wilson Van Hatton one. Oh, gosh, I feel like I need to put an investigator's hat on now. That's a brilliant one. Brilliant one. Thank you, Murray. Um, there's some back in history as well. Um, the Ali phantom punch to Sonny Liston and the theory was Sonny Liston had massive debts to the mob and the mob got to Sonny Liston and they just said, we know you can't pay it back so down you go against Muhammad Ali and we'll back on Muhammad Ali because Sonny Liston was favourite for that. So uh, Ali was the underdog and Sonny Liston, a phantom punch, knocked out. Um, it's a bit like... Knocking down the front door with a toothpick. Um, the, if you slow it down, Ali does throw a punch. It does connect, but geez, you don't knock Sonny Liston out with that. So that was one of them that I remembered. And here's one. Here's one. Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King. They played the Battle of the Sexes. You probably all know that. They played the Battle of the Sexes, and Billie Jean King won. Not long before that match, Bobby Riggs played Margaret Court, who was the number one player in the world, and destroyed her in a, in a match, thrashed her. Then he came out against Billie Jean King and he lost. And rumour has it, more than rumour has it, Bobby Riggs had big gambling debts and he bet on Billie Jean King and lay down because people couldn't believe that Billie Jean King had beaten Bobby Riggs. That's another one. And probably a conspiracy theory. Is this a conspiracy theory or a controversy? Lance Armstrong.
3: You're not going to tell me he was a cheat, are you?
4: (laughs) I'm going to tell you he was a cheat because he tells you he was a cheat. It took a long time for him to say that. I've got a conspiracy
3: theory about this, but you, you do yours first, Lance Armstrong.
4: So they knew for a long, long time mm-hmm. he was doping. They knew for a long, long time everyone in the tour was doping. And this is the problem when your anti-corruption, anti-doping um, body is from within. So the Cycling Federation, they had their own anti-corruption and their own anti-doping. So it is not in their interests to blow the whistle on Lance Armstrong. They had enormous financial uh, ramifications. If while he was cycling, if they banned him while he was the current Tour de France champion, he'd beaten cancer, he'd done all of that, cycling was enormous. They had numerous positive drug tests over the years. But they took it upon themselves, we'll disqualify him once he's finished, so it's safer because he's finished. He's been retired a couple of years. Now we'll go at him, mm. and they say, "Look, you know, we've it's our advanced technology that we can now test retrospectively, and we've found that was all bollocks. They knew the whole time, but we're a clean sport now. Stay on board
3: sponsors, which they didn't, and Jimmy. they and have had to rebuild. Okay, I I mean I feel like that could be a lot of sports staff you know like if you think about any sport and there was a, there's some sort of massive doping scandal why would you reveal it knowing it's going to completely cripple your sport and ruin its credibility
4: mm. and you have to build from ground zero again and I've said it number of times in the seventh Tour de Frances that Lance Armstrong won mm-hmm. the top 10 finishes so that's 70 placings 66 tested positive or implicated in doping
3: they okay. they knew. They knew. I've got a better one for you. Lance Armstrong isn't a (laughs) cheat. Now, he had won seven titles. Staff made a lot of money from it. Got a lot of fame. But after his career, whilst still considered a legend, maybe the money wasn't coming in as quickly as he would have liked. Opportunities had dried up. So why not admit that you took some substances? Get your name back in the public, (laughs) you know? Get the book deal. Get the Oprah interview. Bit of cash, bit of extra fame. Lance Armstrong's clean. That's the conspiracy theory. Oh, he's not clean.
4: <laughs> he's not clean. And here's the thing. Like, people say when you're doping, it's not a level playing field. When the whole field's doping,
3: it is a level playing field again. Mm, yeah, see, I've never really got into cycling slash Tour de France because of that, because I just feel like I'm, I'm not really watching clean athletes. But you're right. If they're all doing it, then it sort of does even out. But And the amazing thing was that Floyd Landis, he got, he got
4: reamed. Because on his testimony, a lot of them went down. He's like, I'm just going to admit it, you know. He ended up with a massive drug habit, recreational drugs, which became a dependency issue and just fried himself and everyone distanced themselves. And he was going to the cyclist saying, guys, we were all doing it. I'm actually going to put my hand up and saying we're going to do it. All the Lance's teammates, wives of teammates were going, Lance was the only one, Lance was – but but there's all those positive tests. The next sport, there is a – Watch the space for the next big sport.
3: Yeah, yeah, you've got some, you've got some oil there. Um, there is a conspiracy, and I think this goes across a number of sports as well. Where, because um, we know how how integral money is to professional sport, and there's a lot of competitions, and you look at ones like the NBA, um, and look, there's one around the NRL with the Warriors, where the, the Competition itself doesn't want small market teams to win the competition because they don't get as much money. So take the NBA, for example, right? Your best finals matchup is like a Lakers-Boston Celtics because you get these massive markets, historic teams, lots of people tune in, lots of people watch. It's like LeBron James. like They always say, oh, there's a conspiracy that they want LeBron James in the finals because he sells tickets and has eyeballs on him. Now, the worst matchup you could have is... I don't know, a Phoenix via Memphis because hmm. or whatever that might be, because a you know, non-traditional, a small, team. non-traditional teams, smaller markets, etc. And that can apply to so many different sports staff, including, you know, what people say about the NRL and the Warriors. There's a conspiracy for the Warriors not to win the comp because it's an Australian based competition. They don't want a New Zealand team winning an Australian based competition. That would just that would be terrible mm. for the credibility. And look, when you see some of the calls that get made on the weekend, you start to buy into it. I may have a couple of times over the years Um, but yeah that's a common one that applies to a lot of sports
4: I'm trying to find um, a friend of mine Declan Hill who's a wonderful author he did a podcast with and I'm just hurriedly trying to find Tim Donaghy NBA referee Um, he gambled on the games that he was refereeing Uh, there was mob linked bookmakers um, Declan asked him if he fixed games and he said yes. He said at the NBA conference final stages when you're finding out who from the east is going to play who from the west, the referees were encouraged that it would be a great NBA final if Boston got through or if the Lakers got through or these big, if Chicago got through or these big, big teams. And if it ever gets to 3-1 in NBA playoffs, whoever's got the one, take them in the next game, because 4-0 or 4-1 is robbing you of two or three massive um, advertising revenue, gate-taking revenue. There's more control, I believe, than what people actually think, allegedly. (laughs) I have to say allegedly quite often. But what are your favourite conspiracies, your favourite controversies uh, over time? Uh, there's one big one that no one's mentioned, which I'll wait and see if it comes in. Um, I know Muhammad Ali, I think it was a Muhammad Ali fight. What was it? Was it? I some boxing fan out there will remember, and I'm a massive boxing fan, but there was allegedly a, a world title fight and one boxer put something like Vicks Rub or something like that on his gloves. And when he punched the other guy in the face and in the eyes, he couldn't see. Um, that's happened. Um, steel rods under their fingers before they tape their gloves up. Very heavy hands now. Um, lots of that sort of stuff in boxing. But your favourite controversies, Conspiracy theories. 0800 150 811. We'll come back. Righto, back to the lines we go. Joey in Auckland. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day Steph. Oh, you got to laugh at these two, mate. Um, OJ Simpson.
2: Unbelievable. Driving down the motorway, you know, <laughs> that. That was just a conspiracy that you know. I mean, if you if you didn't, if you thought he hadn't done it well, I mean, I would say yeah, Rossie is, but he got off. You know, that was the other thing. Yeah, you know, unbelievable. And and the other one, mate, is at the moment, uh, Donald Trump. Oh. Oh, the big Don, the big Don. You know, did he pay or didn't he? Only she'll know, mate. Only she'll know.
4: Now, do you believe Donald or do you believe Stormy? <laughs>
2: Well, exactly, mate. Exactly. You know, I mean, um, hey, he's getting, he, you know, whatever he does, he gets in the in the media, doesn't he? I mean, you know, he's he's trying to go for the presidency again, and and you know, he's getting in the media, probably for all the wrong things, obviously. But um, you know, he, he he's clever like that, for sure.
4: Oh yes, and, he is. You know, and
2: the last one, step probably would be um, fine cotton.
4: Yes. How that- they
2: did that with a racehorse, and they and they and they, they got all that, obviously got money off it, then got caught.
4: Yeah, I know. That was that was a great book. I read that book actually. It was so interesting. And you just couldn't get away with it nowadays, but they nearly did back then. Yeah,
2: yeah, true. Anyway, mate, you have a great day and
4: go, go the, the mighty morning. Turbo Turbos! get up the turbo. Thanks, Joey. One more before the news we go to Jeff and Ash Burton. Welcome in, Jeff. Hey Steph, how you
1: going, mate? You well?
4: Yeah, good, Jeff. Right, I've got one
1: I was thinking referring to early on, but the England Rose. Princess Diana.
4: Oh, in the tunnel.
1: In the tunnel. Now, if you look at, you know, some facts that a lot of people don't realise, the particular car that was driven that night had disappeared three weeks earlier and turned up about three days beforehand untouched. No one knows where it was for three weeks.
4: Oh, I never knew that.
1: No, so that car is actually in a container, never been properly checked over. But how they, they thought that she was going to have 30 FIH baby, so Prince Philip did not want to have a Muslim you know, sibling with the heirs uh, you know, to the throne. So what they did, they set up that car with a remote control so they could drive it. They, they automatically released the seatbelts. That that's why no one was wearing a seat belt. so They put a mechanism to do that. They tranquilized everyone in the car with a gas. Everyone was knocked out. That's why Trevor Reese Jones, who survived that can't remember anything because he was knocked out at the time
4: that's how they achieved it and got away with it that is a mate I've never heard any of that and oh, you're right in my <laughs> wheelhouse with that Jeff if you google search that and look at that car that's a big part of that, that sort of puzzle where was that car and how did a car like that disappear and why for that
1: many weeks and then
4: come back untouched <sighs> I'm gonna go and search that Jeff you're giving me something to do over Easter I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love your
1: show mate I look forward to it It keeps me going For the uh, second part of the day So keep up your good work
4: matey Good boy Enjoy your call too Thank you Jeff. Uh, we'll take a quick break For new sport and weather Jeez we've had some beauties Conspiracies <laughs> Controversies 0800 150 811 Back after the news
2: Well listen buster You better start To move your feet To the rockin'est Speed Of madness
4: I think Mikey's thought of another one, Mikey.
0: Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm being a bit greedy, but um, I, just, I just popped down to the basement again. There's one glaring one there that I've got to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, take you back to 1995. Mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela mm-hmm. is now in charge of South Africa. The United States have a very vested interest in this. And they approach Jim Bolger of the national government and they say, We need you to win- lose this World Cup. You need to send over your special agents, set up Susie, poison the team, and if you do this, we'll scratch your back. And after that incident, Jim Bolger is the ambassador to the United States in a cushy role in New York City for four or five years. <laughs> Mate, just, just just follow the dots. It's all there. It's all there.
4: Isn't the, isn't the New Zealand ambassador in the States appointed by the Prime Minister or the Governor-General here?
0: Ah, uh, possibly, but they're all in on it, mate.
4: They're all in on it. Yeah, there's a massive secret society in the world somewhere doing so, so something. So the New,
0: the New Zealand government pulls in their own team. This is what I'm saying here. This is <laughs> this is the controversy that needs to be explored.
5: Mm. Oh.
4: <laughs> okay, it's, an, it's another hole for me to disappear in over the next few days. <laughs> all
0: right, I'll I'm prom- the line now. Thank you.
4: Cheers, Bye. buddy. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Um. Some that have come in through the text, but I'd love hearing it from you though. 0800 150 811, your controversies, conspiracies. Uh, Barry says, rumour has it that Dean from Dunedin is Razor's illegitimate son. Rumour has it. Um, scroll down to the early ones, Steph. These are the first ones that came in. Staffy, we all know Bowden and the Barretts run the All Blacks, eh, Mikey? Cheers from Ken. <laughs> uh, here's a conspiracy for you. Ken is actually Dalton Papali'i and Zaid is, in fact, Rico Iwani. That makes a lot of sense. Love from Chris. (laughs) Uh, Oswald was innocent. There was a shooter on the grassy knoll. I've just actually started researching this as well. It's very interesting. I haven't got to the end of it, though. Um, I actually don't know what that one means. I have to be careful I don't read them without... um, uh here's a conspiracy. This one comes from Ken. Staffy, my conspiracy is Mikey is Mikey from Christchurch is actually a blues fan and lives in Auckland. Cheers Ken. <laughs> uh, Rumour has it that most refs are on the Crusaders payroll. That's from Chris. Um this is one I wanted to bring up, actually. Were the referees and linesmen bribed to let the Maradona infamous Hand of God goal stand in the 1986 World Cup against England? Paul and Cross that's got a lot of legs. That's had a lot of discussion, actually, if they turned a bit of a blind eye because it was pretty damned obvious. It was damned obvious. Uh, 0800 150 Graham, how are you doing?
7: Staff, I'm all right. How are you?
4: I'm very well, buddy. How are um, you doing?
7: Not bad, mate. So Mike, I'm just a couple of, I just want to have a quick um, bit of help for young Mikey down in Christchurch. I hope you're doing well, Mikey, with your gardening. (laughs) But the next time you go and get your secateurs, when you go and buy them, buy the red ones that are on the shelf right next to the green ones, mate, and that'll help you out a lot. (laughs) I've done that, I've done that myself, mate So, you know, <laughs> and as a Crusaders fan That's, you shouldn't even be having green Secretiers, mate So come on, Mikey, give yourself an uppercut, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the other one is Mikey's bang on with Bowden and Barrett I remember that call he made last year And um, it was like At first I sort of, I laughed And then the, and then, and then the next day the, I laughed because it was so funny And then the next day the interview was bang on Like it was unreal, man so my, and I think Mike is right, but to go one step further, Bowden's going to come out and say that he wants to play on the left wing because Sebi Reese is out. And I get and I can guarantee you can ring and ask Mikey or Mike can ring back. That'll happen, mate. Guaranteed because Bowden's going to say it. So, and we and we, we need a left winger. So that's one conspiracy. Mm-hmm. The other one is, and that's been pushed by a couple of Auckland or Blues supporters up there, who shall rename name who shall remain nameless the blues are going to win another title in the next 20 years that's another conspiracy theory that's probably <laughs> gone out the window after after the last couple of after last weekend and you know and the third one is someone said that rts can tackle well you know go back and have a look at the the video footage he's he's sort of got a few things to learn there and just on the other game, he said about the old Norfolk winning the uh, Rantley Shield, we went to um, Daylight Saving a little bit earlier than you guys that year, Steph. So we needed an extra nine minutes so you guys could catch up to us, mate. So that's why the game went another nine minutes and that's why we won the Rantley Shield, mate. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that to my grave with me, mate. <laughs> I'll hold on to it because we might, we might never ever get another chance.
4: Man, <laughs> now you stay listening because I've a good one, mate. You, a t- good one, you too, Thank bud. Cheers, mate. Uh, you stay listening, Grant because I've got a ripper text about that game And Bill Adlam, which I'll get to very shortly. Uh, but Gary from Upper Hutt uh, a Gary. You
8: say staff is all coming out of the woodwork today, isn't it? Oh, I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on those rampantly Shield ones, Wellington's got one of them as well with Steve Walsh, but that wasn't one that I was ringing up about. Um, the one I was ringing up about, a controversy, the biggest one in Super Rugby history would be Elliot Dixon's non try.
4: Oh, yes.
8: Got them the, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah.
4: Maybe we need to get Elliot Dixon on once and for all and just ask him straight.
8: I'm, I'm sure I heard it one time where he said, nah, I didn't get it. But then uh, I've read since then, was was it
4: you, was it? Yeah, I asked him, and he said, nah, and uh, he said, nah, I don't think so. And then he walked away, and he turned around, and he said, but maybe.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever, (laughs) yeah. Nah, once you drop that ball, because I, I hate it the way that they interpret it. You know, it's just like, oh, he was still in contact with the ball. Yeah, but he's dropped it, and it's on the top of his arm or whatever. Now you you don't have control there. Yeah. <laughs> screwed us the title that one. Yeah, and another more recent one from last year. I'm not sure. Um, it was Lee Casperus being left out of the the um the white Ferns. Oh, and I remember great. ringing up about it at a time. And you mentioned something about you'd heard a whisper or something and you were doing a bit of a dig into it, but nothing, I never heard anything come of it. I just, maybe I hadn't been listening or whatever, but did you actually dig into that?
4: I did dig and I did find some things, but um, there, there's times where, say. yeah, there's times <laughs> where if you haven't, you know, it's a bit like um, building a case. Uh, For the prosecution, you absolutely have to get every i dotted and t crossed. But I just couldn't get someone to come and say on the record or off the record and anonymously what I'd learned. But um, yeah, I'd love to
8: find that out one day, Steph. Well, maybe come down here one time. We'll we'll catch up and have a beer, and you can tell me that story.
4: Yes, okay, okay. But I'll I'll (laughs) have to put. I'll have to get out my um, uh, men in black torch. So as I leave, you forget everything. <laughs> good man Alright, have
8: a good day mate
4: <laughs> Bye bye mate Here's the text from Stephen Now for those that don't remember Northland went to Manawatu Took the Ramfurley Shield off them Bill Adlam from Wanganui was the referee And an uh,
3: ex-flatmate of yours
4: No Was an ex-flatmate? No No, the, the, the niece My girlfriend at the time, Brad uh, <laughs> Was looking for a flat in fielding Went in, she introduced herself as someone um, Adlam. And I mm. said, are you related to Bill Adlam? She goes, yeah, that's my uncle. And I got my girlfriend and said, you're not living here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was about nine minutes. <laughs> there was about, about nine minutes uh, injury time. Mm. Now, back in the day, I had a fascination with stopwatches. Like when I watched sport on TV, mum and dad got me a stopwatch for Christmas, mm. a, a, a Casio digital yep. stopwatch with the mm. lap. I loved it. I timed everything. Yep. It was ridiculous. They replayed the game on 2ZA, the day after the match, and I timed it. Uh, even when the clock was off, and all, I timed it. it was nine minutes extra time. So, anyway, and um, Chippy Seminoff kicked the winning goal for Northland to win the Shield. Don't blame Northland at all. Well, Nor- Northland was always my second team. North Auckland it was then. So, Stephen says, Staffy, Bill Adelam's watch was a 1925 Swiss Tigers eye product watch, and it actually stopped at 4.20. He left the aftermatch function early and called into the Rat Hole Pub and Balls. I know that well. On the way home, and showed me he reckoned Manawatu Centre Russell Hawkins' dad was on the sideline telling him the time.
3: <laughs> Mate,
4: I need to do a massive investigation of this one day. I think. Bill Adlam, what's he up to nowadays? Is he alive? No, I think he oh, he would have passed away because that would be fifty years ago. Oh, okay. And I'd
3: imagine he would be over 30 mm-hmm um can i um just give you one real quick um Go on. and um it's gonna shock you, so just hold on to your your headphones there um and and obviously r i p to bushwhacker uh um, oh, who yes. passed away today, but um staff there is actually a conspiracy phone out, and I would actually argue an ugly very ugly conspiracy that that does blow. Um, a lot of assumptions out of the water but there's a conspiracy floating around that WWE w, you know that sort of pro wrestling isn't actually real <laughs> what do you mean by that they're not actually hitting each other um, it's scripted they
4: kick the heck out of nah
3: each nah of it's you. all scripted and, elbow and, and it's all acting off. nah nah it's all acting and none of them are actually physically well some of the things they do but a lot of it is just completely fabricated including the storylines <sighs> It's, I mean, it's far fetched, but that's out there. I need to let that sink in. Oh,
4: look, the conspiracy between Mikey, Ken, and Graham is heating up. Staffy, conspiracy is Graham, formerly of Northland, now Marlborough, and Mikey formerly of Christchurch, now Auckland, will coach the Crusaders. That's from Ken. And from Mikey, conspiracy to Ken. How did he know that I was secretly an Aucklander? Ken, I'll let you in on a secret. I'm actually your neighbour, I'm watching you. Also to Graham, I've given myself an uppercut, and I'll get those red secretaries.
3: And uh, a further conspiracy, Mikey and Ken, same person. Oof, sheep with two phones. Same person, two numbers. Oh.
4: Match fixing conspiracy from Justin, Pakistan ninety three ninety four tour of New Zealand. Akram, I remember this even before I've read it. Akram and Eunice tear New Zealand a new one in the first two tests to win the series. In the third test, Pakistan are dominating and New Zealand need 345 to win. Akram has 3 for 24 and doesn't bowl again. And Eunice doesn't bowl at all in the second innings. Shane Thompson gets 120 and New Zealand win. I remember that. I was in the office. Staffy, conspiracy. Oh, no, I've read that one. Uh, The bunker have AI, digital software, that can move the position of the touch in-goal line during a review. Oh yes, yes, Ted. I like that one. Sam, you'd better have some rock-solid evidence to back the claim, like WWE is not really is not reality TV. That's Tony from Southampton. P.S. The Dixon try was all good, unlike the David Ladder penalty. <laughs> I was waiting for a latter one. Um, God, we've got so many. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, the No Mask fight, extremely dodgy. Paul from Christchurch. Paul from Christchurch. If you haven't seen it, there's a documentary where Sugar Ray Leonard went and found Roberto Duran. It's called No Muss. and that was the fight. I think it was the end of the fifth round. Um, Roberto Duran didn't answer the bell and just sat on his stool, and he was fine. And Sugar Ray was like, why didn't you come and fight? And he went to Panama, and he found Roberto Duran, and they went and met and had a conversation on two chairs in the middle of the ring. And Sugar Ray Leonard said, what happened that day? What, why did you just stop? And he didn't answer. And Sugar Ray spent ages tracking him down, trying to get to the bottom of it. And Roberto just said, don't matter. So no one really knows what was behind that. There'll be something behind that.
3: That's one thing that I we brought up when we were talking before the show about this, this idea, was um, that... The questions that you've always wanted to know, but there's never been an answer for, because there's a couple out there, things that you know have never been explained, and you'll ne- like Alec Dixon, like say that just it'll always nag at you, and you'll never know you'll never the actual know. answer. Whereas you know Wayne Barnes, Ford Pass, everyone knows that was Ford every day of the week, and but he's admitted it. Since. He has. but you know there's some questions out there that are just never going to be answered, and that that gets to me, it <laughs> really does. Um, now you're the producer of this show, Sam.
4: Sure, permission well, to wow ga- conspiracy. Per- permission to go after one o'clock with this subject? I've got so many amazing text messages and I feel like these people still want to read. Did
3: man land on the moon, Mark? No. Well, well then no, we won't be doing that after one. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a break. More text messages coming.
4: Welcome back in. Oh, some great theories. Uh, uh, is there any truth to the story that the All Blacks poisoned themselves to collect a huge plunge with Gupta the bookie? Cheers, Mark, from Christchurch. <laughs> oh, America's Cup Say No More from Craig. If I ever told you? Oh, I might save that for after one o'clock. Poisoned All Blacks equals bookies. Uh, Antonio Margarito put plaster of Paris in his gloves, which hardens with moisture or sweat, and comes into contact. He is the worst cheat in boxing history from Neville. Yes, I do recall that story as well. Thank you. Uh, My son is an amateur golfer, but he has been drug tested a couple of times in New Zealand championships. Wowee! Uh, Princess Diana syringe in the seat puts alcohol into Henry Paul's system. Ambulance with Diana in it drives past three nearby hospitals. This lady die one's got legs, Sammy Hewitt. It's got big legs. Um, and more. I'm going to keep this going just after one. Also, on the other side, we'll catch up with Nick Swain, who's captain tighter cricket, who have uh, won all three trophies in Wellington Club cricket. So we'll catch up with him soon. But do feel free to call or text on 8833. But it's news time with Johnny Mack.